Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status, actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hello, welcome. Greetings, everyone. So Dina here from Immigrant Finance, recording for the Immigrant Finance Podcast. I'm going to be talking today about how to accelerate your financial goals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and be part of this community and talk about these really important topics around finances and building wealth for the immigrant community. I'm just so honored to have you here and to be having these discussions with you and others in the community. So as we're recording live, I'm just playing a little music while we get started and people roll in. If you have questions on this topic, please let me know and you can put it in the comments. Um, If you're watching live, please put hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay and I can give you a shout out later. All right. So let's go go ahead and roll in. We'll get started. So today, again, is the topic of how to accelerate your finances. So we're going to be talking about how you can really take your finances to the next level and start actually turning your goals and your dreams into reality through financial planning. Because let's be honest, money affects everything in your life, right? It affects your you know, your mental health, your relationships, your career, your ability to reach your potential, you know, how you sleep at night, all this stuff. And so if there's a way to be really improving your finances at an accelerated pace, that's just a way to improve all areas of your life and is such an important tool to be using through your finances. And the reason I want to talk about this topic of accelerating your finances is because I talk to people all the time in our community. I'm constantly having conversations with folks. And so many people always tell me that they are struggling with trying to figure out really how to implement and how to turn these really great ideas and goals they have for their finances and how to improve them into reality. 
And so not a day goes by where I don't hear someone who either is telling me that they don't know what to do first, right, of all of the things that they can be doing to improve their finances. They don't know what to do and it, or they just, you know, get totally overwhelmed and, and give up, right? So this is why I'm going to cover today exactly how you can start taking steps to really accelerate your finances so that that doesn't have to be you. So you don't have to get stuck. And you can actually move forward with your goals and start building the life that you deserve to have, despite the barriers that can exist for immigrants and their families. There's definitely things that you can be doing with your finances to accelerate things, regardless of those barriers. And we've been able to support and see so many other people in the immigrant community be able to take these exact steps and take their finances to the next level regardless of their immigration status, regardless of their family's history of immigration, their lack of connections in the system, the barriers that they face, any of that. It's all really possible if you put your mind to it and you take the right steps to accelerate your financial financial goals and get them where you want to be um, on a fast track, right? So let me introduce myself quickly for those of you who are new to the immigrant finance community. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time to listen. My name is Adina Applebaum. I am the co-founder and co-creator of Immigrant Finance, which I started with my husband, Mauricio, who's an immigrant from Ecuador. We started Immigrant Finance initially as a blog in 2018 after we had struggled for years and years of trying to navigate the U.S. financial system when Mao immigrated here in 2013. And there were no resources we could find anywhere on the internet or in any of the finance books about finances for immigrant families. And we felt really alone. We felt really anxious and scared. And we had to waste seven years trying to figure it all out, which is why we really created immigrant finance, because we don't want other people to have to get stuck like we did. It was very painful for us. And we want to be able to help others get out of that and be in the place that they should be where they can be really reaching their potential and building the life that you know you want to be having and that you desire because you deserve it. So that's a little bit about us. Um, you know, I'm also an immigration lawyer in my day job at a nonprofit. So I have that perspective of how I understand the financial system from the immigration law perspective. Um, I've represented hundreds of immigrants who have been able to help or at least, you know, support them through a very difficult immigration process. And I've seen how money and finances really affect people. So that's another reason I'm motivated to do this, because I want people to be in the best position possible and have the finances they need to be able to have be able to make the best choices for them when things like that come up. So now for today's topic, how to accelerate your financial goals. First of all, why is this important? Why am I talking about this? I said a little bit in the beginning about how I every day talk to people who are feeling really stuck with their finances and you know feel overwhelmed by it or they just give up, right? And I don't want that to happen to any of you. Um, again, you deserve better. And also it's really difficult to build generational wealth or even just financial stability and then reach your financial goals without having a plan and a system to get you there. You really need a method, a framework, a methodology, however you want to call it, 
Um, you need some kind of system to follow or else it can just become a free for all. Money is so emotional. We all know that, right? And so if you don't have a system and a plan that can help you really implement and accelerate where you're going, um, that can look like sometimes your finances are really good when you're in a good place or things are going well. Other months are really bad based on what's going on in your life, your emotions, your feeling, your doubts, your insecurities, your fears. They will start to take over and guide the direction of your finances. And so what we want to do is build out a system that you're very clear about how to follow and implement that is all designed toward working toward your goals so that those emotions don't take over. And instead, you can focus just on that consistency of being able to have a plan that no matter what stays the same, no matter what's going on, that is truly what helps people build wealth is having that consistent kind of system, a framework, a methodology um, to ensure those consistent final financial successes over time that build up. That is how generational wealth is built. It's actually built in a very boring way, just about consistency and like doing what you're supposed to do every month to add up to those goals instead of, you know, not having a plan and having fear really dominate and determine your financial future. So as always, I will tell a little story um, that's related to this topic from some of my personal experience, um, my experience with, with Mao. I'm going to tell a story about when we bought our first home and how this lesson played out. And then I will give three lessons at the end of how you can really be accelerating your financial goals um, and some takeaways that you can take with you as you go forward. So this story is about, like I said, when we were buying our first home and what was going on is this was one of our primary financial goals. We felt very strongly about this as being really our first big financial goal once we started to get a little bit set up financially. Many of you who are longtime listeners may know, you know, from our story that we struggled a lot financially for many years when Mao immigrated here, right? And we were paycheck to paycheck. We were in some debt. Right. And we had to learn everything of how to manage money and learn how to start investing. But once we got to a place where we did know how to manage our money and, and we had started investing, our next big goal was buying a home. And there are a lot of reasons for this. Um, you know, one of them is, you know, we were growing as a family. We wanted to have children someday. We financially wanted to be investing in property so that the money we were paying on rent every month would actually be reinvested in property we owned and grow, you know, with value because basically as a side note, how that works is when you buy your own home, instead of giving money to rent every month that you never see again, you're paying a mortgage every month. But then if you ever sell that house, you hopefully, if the, if the house goes up in value, um, will make money off of that as profit. And you basically like, get to live in that house for free in a way because that money is reinvested and you get it back. Anyway, so that was a financial goal. Um, but one really, really big goal was one particular to Mao, which was really about like the American dream and wanting to own property in the US. You know, as an immigrant, he, you know, isn't from here. He doesn't have roots here. And so having his own home and land that he that he owned that was his was psychologically really, really important in his immigrant journey. And I know a lot of you who I 
talk to um, also have that goal of owning property is something really important and valuable for a lot of people. So if that's something that is one of your goals, put a one in the comments so we can connect virtually. Um, and I can have an idea if that's something that is important to you. I'd love to know. So that was our goal. And we the problem was um, we were really scared about how we would afford a mortgage every month, right? Because once you're in a home, you've got a big mortgage uh, hanging over you and you've got to be able to afford that mortgage every month. And that's that was really scary at the time for us to take on. I mean, you your mind instantly goes to like, well, what if I can't afford it one month? Am I going to lose my house? You know, is it going to be foreclosed? And what's going to, I just personally, I had a lot of fear financially about taking this step because it, it's, it was a commitment. It was up leveling. It was actually turning one of our financial goals into reality. It was happening. It was real. And this fear really took over for quite a period. You know, I I personally felt like really held back from creating the life that we wanted because I had this big fear that came to this that came with this financial goal. I was really worried about what that would mean. You know, like I said, what if we couldn't pay it? And I had to really have a conversation with my fear and figure out what was going on, what was underneath that. What was I really afraid of? Because when you have those fears come up with finances, they can completely take over. And that's the opposite of accelerating your financial goals. That's when you can get stuck in analysis paralysis. That's when you can get stuck where you don't have any progress for months in your financial goals and things stay the same because your fear is taking over. And it's so important to learn how to get out of that. And the reason I'm talking about having a system, having a framework is because that's how you can get out of that. When you shift from focusing on the fear to actually acting and doing, following a plan that can get you out of that stuck place. So that's really one of the biggest secrets to being able to accelerate your financial goals. If you know what I'm talking about, let me know in the comments. I'd love to, you know, hear if you've had experiences with that, what that looks like for you. Um, easier said than done. I know. Absolutely right? But it's so important. I mean, everything with building wealth and um, going to the next level in your finances can be strongly related to fear um, because it's it's unknown. It's uncertain. It's in the future. We don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to go well? Is it going to go bad? And so sometimes it comes down to really choosing between faith and fear. Um, or am I going to let fear control and keep me stuck where I am? right? Or am I going to go with faith and take the actions necessary to work toward my goal, to implement my plan, right? And have faith that's going to work out and trust myself and let my goals be accelerated. That's kind of what that looks like. So at that moment, for me, fear was dominating. And so I, I realized personally, I had to develop a plan to get out of that or else I was just going to stay stuck there and not be able to move forward in life with these really important goals that meant a lot to me and my family. So I kind of started developing a system for me of how to attack this challenge of attacking this analysis paralysis fear state that I was living in and to get out of this stuck situa situation. And so what I did was basically break it down 
into baby steps. And the first thing I pushed myself to really think about and journal about and reflect on was what exactly was I so afraid of? What was the worst case scenario? Because the thing with fear is it often can just take over and kind of cloud our minds that like we're not thinking logically and we actually don't even know what exactly we're afraid of. It's just like this state of mind that sort of takes over, right? And then so something that can be helpful to get out of that is look at what is that worst case scenario? Because often it's actually not as bad as we think it might be. Um, so I, you know, started to think about that and I realized the worst case scenario was that we would not be able to afford the mortgage payment and we, we would be unable to pick up other jobs or other sources of income to make up the difference and we would be like losing the house, right? And so I faced that fear, right? And I thought about, okay, well, what would I do if I was in that situation? And it all of a sudden became actually a lot less scary and overwhelming because I just realized if we can't afford it, we'll just move to a smaller house. We can do that. That's something we could live with. We would still be alive. We would still be able to eat if we moved to a smaller house, you know, back to something that was more affordable we would be able to continue on with our life. It wouldn't destroy us. And so when you look fear in the eye like that and realize that you would actually be okay, it's a total game changer because your fear gets smaller and you start to get your power back. You start to put yourself in a position where fear isn't in control and taking all the power from you. You can start to realize I could survive this. I would actually be okay. And it's, it's actually not that bad. Um, I also thought about how like I believed in myself, even though I had this big fear about this financial goal, I believed that I would find a way to make it work, that I didn't actually think we would have to go into that worst case scenario, even though I was really afraid of it and it was taking over. At the bottom of my heart, deep down, I didn't actually believe that fear. So that was a story playing out. I had confidence somewhere deep inside me, even though I was really scared, that we would find a way to pay that mortgage, right? And so a way to get there can be realizing that if, you know, that worst case scenario, that if you can't, you would still be okay. And then that fear can kind of get smaller, right? Um, and so then the next step of this process was to figure out what is the first step we would have to do if we wanted to go buy this house. Um, what would that look like? Because again, the overwhelm can take over and it's like, oh my God, we'd have to figure out how to buy a house. We'd have to find a real estate agent. We'd have to look at all the different houses and compete in the market and make offers and figure out how to get a mortgage loan, like figure out how to move our stuff, what mover to use, um, how to tell our landlord we were moving. So there's, there's a lot of things that can come up that can make these financial goals seem incredibly overwhelming. I remember the same thing too when we first started investing. It just felt so overwhelming. I was like, how can we ever figure this out, right? Um, but often things are actually more simple than you think. And it is overwhelming to buy a house and learn all that for the first time. But it was totally something that we were able to do and get the right guidance on, you know. So the first step was to figure out like how what what in our budget, like how much did we, could we realistically pay each month for a mortgage based on our current budget? And 
once you know how to budget and, and budget in a sustainable way that works for you, that's easier to figure out. But if you're new to budgeting, that whole first step can be like learning how to budget in a smart way so that you can ask yourself questions like that and look at the numbers and make a decision based on data and numbers instead of emotion. So just figuring out that first step was really helpful because it turned that overwhelm of that long list of things I mentioned that we would have to figure out into just one first baby step. And we just took one baby step at a time. So we figured out first what we could pull off in our budget to cover a mortgage. And then we took the next baby step. We, we started talking to a friend who's a real estate agent and she started educating us on the process. And then that process started seeming less overwhelming. So I hope you are kind of getting what I mean here about how it can um, start to actually be less overwhelming when you start implementing a plan and a system, how to attack kind of this challenge or how to move forward in a financial goal that is feeling overwhelming. Um, the third step was to figure out, you know, what action we could take now to get there. What was the first thing we could do to get things moving, right? Instead of just being stuck in this analysis paralysis where we weren't going anywhere in our financial goals and we were feeling stuck. So we figured out that we would have to next make a plan to save up for a down payment. Now, the baby step before that was figuring out how much of a down payment we would need, right? Um, what learning about mortgage loans and then, you know, started reaching out to lenders to apply for a mortgage loan. And then there's there was the actual looking at houses, all of that. But we did one baby step at a time. So it was, you know, after we figure out what we could afford and then we tried to figure out what that mortgage payment would look like and then made a plan of how to save up for that down payment. And sometimes just asking yourself these better questions that are more practical and solution oriented than just fear and overwhelm is that it helps you also figure out what steps you need to take you didn't realize. So one big obvious thing we realized when we looked at the mortgage numbers was to actually save the amount we needed for a down payment. It was going to take us a very, very long time, much longer than the timeline we wanted to move to house. So then the next question came from that process. Okay, well, what can we do to collapse time? What can we do to learn how to make more money or have a side hustle or negotiate our salary, right? Um, or change jobs, whatever it was to allow us to save up for that down payment faster. So there's another lesson on how to accelerate your financial goals. It's like learning to ask the right questions and following a process step-by-step step so you can get to the right um, the right questions next that you didn't even know that you needed and then get those answers that will lead the way to you being able to reach your goals. Now, the challenge that came up in this process, even though this sounds great and I'm making it sound so much easier than it was to have this logical process, you know, of attacking the fear of buying a house was the fear obviously came up over again and again and again. It was a huge part of this. And the mindset stuff was the biggest challenge because it's so easy to go back to that fear of like, well, what can we, you know, what if we can't afford it? Or what if we'll never be able to save up for that down payment? Or what if we'll have to stay stuck where we are forever and we'll never be able to reach our goals? So that was really the big challenge through all this was the fear that kept coming up over and over. Um, and so having a system for that too is really important. So 
again, continued to have conversations with that fear, become more aware of it when it was coming up, how it was getting in the way, you know, seeing it wasn't serving me, it was holding me back from my financial goals. And then ultimately, what we were able to do is by having a system to work through and actually move forward with our financial goals um, with a parallel approach of working on the mindset stuff around that and getting the support we needed for mindset so that it didn't hold us back, we were able to see ultimately in a more clear way what was real versus what was fear and make better decisions, not based on just the fear. Because when it was just based on the fear, we weren't going anywhere. We were staying where we were and we had, we just were overwhelmed and ready to give up. Um, so instead we started to learn how to distinguish between what was real, what was fear, what we could control, what we could change and what we couldn't and spending our time and energy on those things instead of just the fear and following a system to be able to do that. And that's ultimately how we were able to kind of manifest this goal, this desire of wanting a, a home that we owned into reality by having a system to approach it with and, and by tackling the mindset challenges that came up. So I want to talk now about three things you can do to start accelerating your financial goals. Let me just um, pause and see if there's any questions. If you are watching, let me know, you know, what you think. Have you, have you ever done any of this before? Do you think any of these strategies could be helpful for you? We'd love to, to hear about your experiences. And if you're listening on the podcast, definitely shoot us a message and, and let us know um, what you're thinking too. It'd be great to learn from you. So three things that you can do to accelerate your financial goals kind of stemming from this story, um, but I'll flesh it out more. The first thing is to get curious about why you're not moving forward on your financial goals. Um, this sounds easier said than done, but is so incredibly important. This is the foundation of how you're going to be able to implement a plan and a system to get out of the situation that you're in now is by examining internally, you know, what's going on? Why am I stuck here? Um, is it fear? What am I afraid of? And you don't have to do it in a way where you're so hard on yourself. That's just going to make you have probably more resistance. You can do it in a very loving, compassionate way. Think of it as just being curious and ask yourself questions like, you know, what in my life is not working for me right now? Um, you can ask, you know, do you like the way things are now financially for you? Does the way things are now serve you? What do you need to shift to see yourself differently? What do you need to shift to start building the financial future that you want to have to turn those goals into reality? And by spending time journaling on these types of questions and examining more like what's going on underneath, you know, why you're not moving forward on your financial goals, you can start to uncover what's really going on in order to move past it. There's a saying awareness precedes change, right? It's really hard to make change if you're not aware of the pattern first, if you're not aware of why you're holding yourself back or why you're feeling stuck or why you're getting overwhelmed or what exactly you're overwhelmed about. Is it fear? Is it, the over, is it too much information? Is it not having someone to guide you? 
what exactly is it? Because when you can pinpoint what's really going on, that's how you can then go get a solution. So like if the problem turns out that you just don't have enough time to research for hours and hours and hours, and when you look on the internet to figure out these financial things, you know, you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed and it would take you forever. Find someone who can break it down for you, right? Um, Or get a book that can help break it down for you. That's exactly what getting support is for so that you can get the answers you need and not be stuck and held back by the overwhelm, by the too much information that's out there. Alternatively, if what's going on is ultimately like a confidence thing, like you don't actually believe you deserve those things and that's what's going on, like then, okay, that tells you you need to work on your confidence and maybe it's about finding examples and role models of people in your community who have done it, who can show you the way, who can show you that it's possible for you too. Um, putting yourself in rooms and situations where you can be around people who are going to push you and encourage you to be better, right? Um, Getting out of your current environment and seeing what else is possible. The second step is, or the second lesson I want to share on how to accelerate your financial goals is the power of commitment and the power of making a decision to act. So when you are just trying to figure out, you know, what to do and you're overwhelmed, that analysis process can come up where you just get lost in the constant researching or the constant not knowing what to do. And then nothing ever moves because you're not being decisive. And this is one of the secrets also of people who are wealthy and and successful business owners is they're extremely decisive. They don't waste time overanalyzing something they realize that they are going to learn so much from the decision, even if it was a bad decision or if it leads to failure, because they'll just learn from it and keep getting better. So successful people tend to make decisions quickly um, when and learn how to follow their gut. And when they, they have a sense that something's going to help them or get them out of their situation or help them get them farther um, than they are now, people will just make a decision to act, right? Um, Knowing that they will learn something from the experience and there's a greater cost to not acting because they can miss out on something that could have gotten them to the next level faster. So don't waste time deciding, you know, whether or not to get your finances together, whether or not you want to be financially strong, whether or not you want to be financially stable or how to figure it all out yourself. You deserve all of those things. Um, the fact that you are here, you know, you are here for a purpose and and your desires are valid, right? And um, it's important for you to be able to have the life that you want and deserve so that you can be in a place to have stability and help others, whether it's your family members or people in your community or even on a larger level. So if you are just kind of, um, you know, getting lost in that analysis paralysis, that can be wasting both your time and your money. And that's exactly what happened to us when we tried to figure out this whole world of immigrant finances alone, because there was nothing else out there at the time for seven years. And we tried to figure out investing on our own for seven years. We missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars that we could have made if we had just started earlier, right? So consider getting the support that you need 
to get your finances in order and get your finances strong so that you don't have to waste those seven years and those thousands of dollars like we did. The other thing to think about too with the power of commitment and being decisive and acting is that at some point you're going to have to act, right? Like you can't just manifest and wish things to happen. Um, you know, manifesting and law of attraction and mantras are all amazing. And I, I teach all of those to our students, right? They're really, really powerful, but they have to be combined with action. Just alone, they are not going to lead to the results you want. You have to actually take action and, and commit to the goals that you want, commit to getting the solutions that you want in order for those mantras to have something to kind of propel energetically, if you know what I mean. Um, there has to be like a foundation and something that you're doing to move them all, move along your goals as well, instead of just sending good thoughts out and good vibes and mantras and all of that. You have to go do things that are going to actually make you uncomfortable. Um, and this is something I talk to people about all the time too, right? when I talk to new business owners or people thinking of starting businesses and they just tell me, oh, I'm, I'm so scared. I, I, you know, I have such incredible fear of imposter syndrome. And I say, you know, that's actually a good sign. That's actually what entrepreneurship looks like. And, you know, that's what personal growth looks like. If you're not feeling a little uncomfortable or a little afraid, that means that you are not growing, right? And so if your situation is feeling comfortable and you're not feeling a little bit of fear, right? You're you're not growing and, and there's no expansion in comfort. You have to be challenging yourself and pushing yourself a little outside of the comfort zone to have growth happen. That's just the nature of how growth works and, and there's uncertainty there and that's why it's uncomfortable. But that's why it's so important to just make a decision to act and see where it leads you because otherwise you miss out on the opportunity to be led where you're where you actually want to be going. You would just you can just stay stuck, right? So you have to be proactive instead of reactive and act for what you want long term. You have to start making the actions that will lead to those long-term goals that you have, right? Instead of just wishing for them to happen. The third lesson on how to accelerate your financial goals is to find a framework and a process that speaks to you, that's going to support you in having a plan to reach those goals. Now, every person is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Um, so what that framework and process looks like for you is going to be different and, and what works for some per person is not going to necessarily work for you and vice versa. So for example, someone who is an immigrant has to factor in unique expenses in their budget, like things like immigration attorneys for them or family members, perhaps sending uh, money home abroad perhaps supporting their parents in retirement, right? Perhaps budgeting um, to help their siblings or their parents with unexpected expenses, right? So that's going to be a very different type of financial plan than a non-immigrant would have. And the same thing applies for different, you know, groups in society and all of that. So it also is like finding um, someone who speaks to you and, and, 
I don't, I don't care whoever it is, you know, if, if there is someone, um, that I've never heard of, right. That the way they're describing finances really speaks to you and resonates, go find a way to be in their environment, to learn from them, to read their stuff, listen to their stuff, work with them if you can, right. Because the point is it's better to have a plan than no plan. And your plan is going to look different than others. But getting that support is so incredibly important because it can help save you time and it can give you that consistent direction to follow um, and a process to follow that will lead to results instead of letting fear and emotions be dominating. That's the main takeaway here is you want to get out of having your fear and emotions dictate your financial goals and planning and future and have an actual framework and system that you can follow that will allow you to consistently build toward those goals and turn them into reality. It's just going to get you there faster. And this is something that wealthy people know very well. Um, They are constantly investing in systems and frameworks and structures and teachers, mentors, coaches, masterminds, networking events, conferences that they know are going to give them tools and systems to reach their goals faster so that they can have consistent good results. Otherwise, it's just making it up as you go, which is often means not being so intentional, not being so strategic. Um, and that is not as likely to lead to the results that you want. So if you really want to be accelerating your financial goals, find a plan, find a system that speaks to you um, and and start implementing it and get the support that you need. Um, The system that we teach as an example is we teach in our program, Immigrant Finance School, the Thrive Method. That's our methodology of how we teach people to manage their money, to start investing and learn how to increase income, to move from surviving to thriving and building wealth. And so the Thrive Method stands for, uh, it's an acronym. So the T is about training your dollars. So that's learning about budgeting based on your goals and developing a budgeting system. The H is for holding onto your money. So that's learning how to really get the best bank accounts, credit cards, be able to get the best interest rates to maximize um, the, the benefits that you're getting to learn how to use those credit cards responsibly right? Um, Strategies to pay down credit card debt, right? The R is for reducing spending. And we talk about how to build emergency funds, how to build what we call immigrant empowerment funds, which is for all of those immigration expenses that citizens or um, people whose all their family or citizens don't have to worry about, you know, like things like the immigration lawyers sending money home, um, supporting parents in retirement, all of those things. Um, and then the I is of course for investing and increasing income. That's actually the central part of our methodology where we spend the most time building systems and implementing because investing and increasing income are in our opinion, the most important steps to focus on for building wealth, but you have to have the managing money piece too. So that's why we do a lot of work before that before we get there. And then the V is for visualizing your financial goals. So we do a lot of goal setting around financial goals in the program early on, but then we then reevaluate and reassess those goals once we've made that shift toward learning how to build wealth. 
Um, and then E is for elevating to the next level. And that's all about money mindset and having a really strong relationship with money. So that's a little bit about our methodology. Um, there are lots of other financial coaches and bloggers and podcasters out there who have incredible methodologies as well. As well. I encourage you to check them out and just find one that speaks to you, whoever it is, and find a path to follow, follow find a system so that you don't have to have your fear and emotions be dictating where financial goals are going. If you want to really accelerate your goals, it's going to be all about having a system and a plan to, you know, have that methodology to follow so that you know where you're going and how you're getting there and, and know exactly what to do and don't have to waste time wondering how to do it and, you know, researching till 3 a.m. on Google and YouTube and just getting overwhelmed and giving up because I know we've been there. I know we've been there and it, it's, it's real. Um, so yeah, that's just to summarize. These are the three lessons for today of how to accelerate your financial goals. It comes down to one, getting curious about why you're not moving on your financial goals, doing that self-reflection work, asking those questions we went over. Two is to make a decision to act, have that commitment um, and to know it's more than just mantras, right, and, and good wishes, but you also have to act to make it happen. And then three is finding a framework or a process that speaks to you, that provides a methodology you can follow so that you can actually start having a plan to implement your financial goals and make them happen. Um, so that is uh, how to accelerate your financial goals. I hope this was helpful for you and, and gave you some support as you think through developing your financial plan. Um, if you thought this was helpful or if you're getting value out of these free talks that I've been giving, I would be so, so grateful um, if you would be willing to provide a review for us on iTunes for the Immigrant Finance Podcast. It would mean so much. Um, the It really matters for being able to find and reach more people that we can help to get these messages out there of how people can be building financial stability and financial power and, and really building wealth. Um, so we would so appreciate it. And I wanted to share a special gift to give away that we're offering right now um, for folks who do feel comfortable, comfortable providing a review on iTunes. Um, if you would like to participate, participate in the giveaway, what you can do is take a screenshot of the review that you've put and DM it to us on Instagram at immigrant.finance. And we will randomly select four of you who do that to win a free money mindset coaching session um, with me for a full hour. This is a value of $250. And in this session, we're going to dive in and I will support you to really uncover what is you know your main money block right now that's holding you back and what are some next steps that you can take to really move past that and get moving toward your financial goals and stepping into your financial abundance. So thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and thanks for taking the time to listen. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Immigrant Finance Podcast. If you felt that this podcast has provided value or helped you anyway, we'd be so grateful if you would take the time to leave a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us be able 
to reach more people so we can help more people and make the impact we want to make these little things really add up and make a difference. So thank you so much for considering and we hope you have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.